This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes are gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steve and Izzy. Have you ever seen a vampire? No. Well, first of all, they're not romantic, all right? It's not like they're a bunch of fucking fags hopping around in rented formal wear and seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro trash accents, all right? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic? When I try garlic, you stand with garlic around your neck. One of these buggers will bend you fucking over and take a walk up your strata chocolata while he's sucking the blood out of your neck, all right? They don't sleep in coffins lined in taffeta. You want to kill one, you drive a wooden stake right through his fucking heart. Sunlight turns them into crispy critters. Got it? See this map? This map shows all the encounters in the United States as far back as the 1800s. Never seen this. No one has, outside the team. Look at the southwest. See the spiral pattern? Yeah. If you time sequence all the encounters, you get a logarithmic pattern, ever widening. It's a search pattern, Padre. They're looking for something. You know what it is? I heard stories when I was young. Something about a black cross. About vampires walking in the sunlight. Roger. Can I ask you something? Yep. I was kicking your ass back there. Did I give you wood? What? Huh? You get a little mahogany from that, a little ebony? Come on, tell the truth. Just fucking with your father. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Continuing uh, John Carpenter month. Yeah. With John Carpenter's Vampires. I fucking love this movie, Steve. I know you do. <laughs> James Woods is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, 1998 classic. Um, yes. But first... Mm, we oh. are strangely sober for this. A little parched. What do you got, sweetie? Hmm, let's Ooh, see. Sh- mystery beer box? Mystery beer box! Right, over here in the box. It's a box of mystery. Yeah. Oh, Ta-da. God. Well... No! Um, no! The, no! This... I know you pulled it out of the box, but no! But, sweetie... This movie is set in New Mexico, no. so why not a classic from Old Mexico? No. Corona Extra. <laughs> Vin Diesel's not even here. Remember, <laughs> you have any beer you want, as long as it's Corona. <laughs> Every time Izzy cries, the Corona gets its life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me get you a bottle opener for that, sweetie. Where, where do you think they get all the limes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Pop the top. No, my top. (laughs) All right, now it feels (laughs) non-consensual. Let's let's try that again. 
<laughs> and the port. Oh my god, look at that crystal goodness. This is a very clear beer. It is the color of urine. <laughs> it is the color of the tears of the youth. <laughs> it is the color of tears of beer lovers everywhere. With a white frothy head. Well. So. Oh my god, it smells like weed. Ooh, sticky icky. Oh god, I don't want to drink this. Alright, <clears throat> I'll take one for the team here. Alright, He's preparing his palate. He's taking a sip. He's still standing, folks. It went down his gullet. You know, there's a reason these things always have to have limes with them. <laughs> this is, um... This is, uh, no bueno? But it's not entirely terrible. It's... I think it might be a little little skunky. It's got li It's light struck, for sure. It's yeah. skunky, yeah. It's, um... It's skunky. There is some green apple taste on it, which uh, it should have. It's an international lager. Uh, it's crystal clear. I will give it that. It's malty. Uh, what hop aroma is there is uh, that of roadkill skunk. <laughs> um, or, yeah. you know, a dog that had an encounter in the backyard. Sweetie, stop mixing your words. Let us know how you really feel about it. <laughs> yeah, this tastes like a skunk. Here, want me to take care of that for you? Yeah! Alright, we'll uh, put this away somewhere. Uh, in the meantime... John Carpenter's Vampires. John Carpenter's Vampires. I love this movie. I love James Woods. Just a heads up, if you hear strange noises in the background, Caster Troy has come to join us, and he is napping precariously close to our microphone, and he makes wheezing noises. He makes squeaking noises when he sleeps. He makes purring noises. So if you hear a low rumble, it's either an earthquake or my cat. But uh, yeah, um, oh my god, vampires, so good. John Carpenter did a great job. As James Woods explained to us there, uh, his vampires are not frilly or delicate. They are hungry, vicious creatures, and James Woods is ready to take them all out. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice, it's, it's a different take on uh, vampires, especially for the 90s when it was yeah. Interview with the Vampire and Bram Stoker's and... And it's a different take on the Vampire Slayer, because uh, typically the Vampire Slayer in things is like uh, the lone wolf, the, you know, the rogue loner, da-da-da. And while James Woods does end up, spoiler alert, unfortunately, alone in this, <laughs> he has a team. He wants a team. He works for the Catholic Church. This is a paycheck. Mm -hmm. He happens to be fucking good at it, but he's got a squad of guys. He's trained, and they are animals. <laughs> well, and then his backstory comes into play, too, yes. where... Uh, the reason he does it is his his parents. His dad was bitten by a vampire and killed his mom. And when he was a child, he had to kill his dad, uh, who was a vampire. That was his first confirmed kill. And the Catholic Church brought him in to be their their master, master killer. And yeah. the uh, I got a little confused on that. So is he the like the head killer? He's the master of killing because they also yeah. call yeah. the like boss vampires masters, masters. Well, so was he trying to kill masters well yeah is he the master killer the he, killer of masters he is a master at his craft which is killing and, the, and his specialty is killing masters he also happens to kill masters yeah okay it's master on master violence exactly a little it, masturbating it's like if you're a master <laughs> of puppets you are also a puppet master oh are you the one who pulls the strings <laughs> master <laughs> master <laughs> yeah. Indeed. This movie starts out um, in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. Yeah. Basically a little uh, wooden shack of a, shed, a farmhouse kind of place. Yeah. 
and it starts credits are rolling and they drive up in the this like giant armored vehicle and all it's, that yeah it's like a military armored vehicle and then like a a, a desert style jeep yeah and they're very uh, mil- paramilitary looking and i thought it was weird that they were like parked there and he's there like looking at the building for a good i mean three or four minutes of screen time so possibly 15 20 minutes of he's scoping it out time. he's yeah. he's checking all the angles seeing he's everybody else on the team relies on his expertise and so if he says go they go if he says it's a no-go it's a no-go so he's sitting there analyzing the situation oh, okay he's looking for escape routes he's looking for like are they going <clears> to <throat> be popping up out of caves or is, is there a, an outhouse he's there not seeing landmines like traps what's the best angle to park the vehicles at we're gonna find out later so they can drag them out into the sun yeah he's doing his analysis yeah because why unload all the dudes because they're probably in air conditioning let's let's hope they're. Well, I, I would hope yeah that was their thing too when they open up the back and there's like six people in there i'm like jesus they really made a whole thing about this being in the middle of the desert i hope they're uh i'm assuming they're chilling in the vans literally yeah. chilling <laughs> yeah yeah and his team uh, is comprised of daniel baldwin aka Montrose? Montoya? Montoya. 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 <laughs> good, yeah. good, good to see Baldwin brother in a movie. Oh my god. <laughs> the craziest Baldwin? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. By the way, he was supposed to be Bruce Campbell, right? I, I, I think Bruce Campbell would have just absolutely been too charismatic, even for James Woods. Would he have overtaken James Woods? Probably. I don't know. John Carpenter movies, you never know. You don't know. That's just it. John Carpenter's an amazing actor who gets really incredible performances out of people. I'm guessing Kurt Russell was busy, and that's why uh, James Woods... <laughs> so, no fun fact. Apparently, uh, John Carpenter like specifically wanted James Woods for this oh. because uh, James Woods apparently had a, a reputation for being kind of rough around the edges, and John Carpenter had a vision of his vampire hunter being as savage as the prey he was hunting and wanted an actor who was going to be, you know, rough yes well that that certainly worked as uh yeah. as the opening scene there well that's not the opening scene of the movie but our little opening scene there will kind of that's our introduction to our second <laughs> padre <laughs> but uh, let's talk about how we got rid of the first one yeah yeah let's go. uh so yeah the team it's a, a padre uh to like bless mm-hmm. them before they go into battle uh many are just a bunch of like kind of well he's the representative of, of the catholic crew. church aka who's writing the paychecks on this team i'm pretty sure he's there to collect the skulls that they're about to get but yeah so they they go in and their preferred method of killing the vampires is what do they call it, like fish hooking them or whatever they basically yeah pretty much they go fishing <laughs> they fire a crossbow a harpoon basically mm-hmm. through their chest and of course that's connected to a rope and then they have on a, a winch, winch on pull the them out. yeah yeah uh, and that pulls them out to the sun and then that roasts them as Very James Wood says, players. turns them into uh, crispy critters. <laughs> By the way, I l- absolutely love the over-the-top road flares burst of explosions. <laughs> I fucking love it. If it was more subtle, it wouldn't be enough. Like, yeah. this is a movie where everything is balls to the wall. It really is. And if you're not if you're not in in the, that first five minutes, you're not going to be in on this movie. But to me, because everything in this movie is just pegged at a 10, yeah. James Woods is at a 10, Baldwin's at a 10... Yeah. The vampires have to be at a 10. If you like Blade, you'll love this movie. Yes, and I love Blade! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a more practical Blade. Like, practical effects. Okay, I was uh, going to say... Oh, no, no, I don't know Story-wise. About, sto- story-wise, I mean, they're both kind of... <laughs> <gasps> what? 
crossover. <laughs> Wait, Wesley Snipes and James Woods are still around? They're not yes! doing much, right? Could... They're both still crazy, Steve! <laughs> Master Hunter Generations. <laughs> John Carpenter presents! <laughs> With special effects by Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger. And... <laughs> Let's make it happen, Hollywood. We know you're listening. We've seen your lineup for next year. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to make you some fucking money? Bringing back Blade. By the way, next week, Jackie Chan Vengeance movie. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes, well, at the that. time of this recording. At the time of this, this recording, movie, of That course. movie may be out by the time this goes out. This That may already be regarded as the greatest movie ever made by the time you yeah. hear this. It's true. <laughs> and you know what? You're welcome. From from the past, you're welcome for that blessing. <laughs> well, John Carpenter's Vampires. John Carpenter's Vampires, yes. Um, so, um, yeah, these vampires are awesome. They're... They're just killing machines. That's all they are. They're yeah. there to just consume. And this is also... Uh, so they go in and uh, they're hunting goons, which are kind of, I guess, the just lower level vampires. Like, if you get bit and you get turned into a vampire, you're stronger than an average human, but you're still just kind of like grunt work. Um, so they get... What, they get like nine goons? Yeah, I think it was nine. Um... But they were looking for the master of the house, the one who basically turned all those goons. The alpha of the the group, essentially. They couldn't find it. And James Woods is... He's confused why they didn't find a master. As they're driving away, we see the master rise. Yeah, he was... uh, He buried himself in a shallow grave. Mm -hmm. uh, About 100 yards, 200 yards outside of the house. Just kind of on the distance. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, which I really appreciated. That's very much a nod to, like, Nosferatu in the Nosferatu legends. Um, The... Well... And like Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, the vampire has to be buried in his home earth every night, which is why, you, you know, the the coffin, he has to go back to his coffin. Yeah, yeah. In Bram Stoker's, he has to bring the earth with him so he can sleep yeah. in it every night. It's kind of, we never see this master not sleeping in dirt, so I kind of feel like that's a little nod to that, and I appreciate it. Indeed, indeed. The crew goes back to celebrate at their hotel the and meet up with Motel. the sheriff. Yeah, and the sheriff's there meeting up with them, and they're just having a nice big old party with lots of beer and whores and The sheriff mentions that they're basically out of hookers and tequila in town. (laughs) In the town of Sand Nowhere. (laughs) I'm assuming there's only like seven people in town. Yeah. And at least three of them have already been eaten. (laughs) And the other four are whores. (laughs) Right? Oh my god, so many hookers. But yeah, these guys are partying. They are drunk. But James Woods, he's still still wondering why they didn't find that master. It's bothering him. It's bothering him so much, he's having trouble banging his hooker. Exactly. The hooker played by Cheryl Lee. Yeah. uh, A.K.A. Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. (laughs) By the way, I mean this with in absolutely the best way possible. That woman is the queen of just the dead stare. She does an amazing just, I have no soul, like... I don't know, Tia Leone does it pretty good, too. No, but... she does a vacant stare. <laughs> is that what we're talking no, about? No, 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 there's oh, okay. a difference. <laughs> One is, I, like, something has horrible has happened and I'm trying to leave my body. And the other oh, one is the, gotcha. the lights never came on. <laughs> there are gotcha. no bulbs in the sockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, And then, uh, so then the master somehow finds them at the Sun God Motel, I assume, because it's the only place noise is coming from in town. 
and he just shows up and just starts ravishing fools. Oh my god! The, like basically pokes a guy in the belly button with his fingers and then lifts up, chopping him in and half. He falls in half. It is spectacular. <laughs> That's then, our first kill. And then that was not vampire. And then there's basically like a it's it's in slow mo, but he's just like everybody's yeah. like firing at him and he's like grabbing the horse and using his hero shield snapping <laughs> people's necks oh <laughs> everybody dies and of course james wood's on the other side of the room so and like people are running into him and stuff so there's no way he can do well and, and he help. can see his crossbow on the opposite side of the vampire and you he's trying to figure out how to get to the crossbow yeah. without getting sliced in half but emotions run high when they kill the padre <gasps> No! no! My money ticket! <laughs> <laughs> he uh, signs the checks! No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Did the last check clear? No! <laughs> but he gets out of there, him and... Oh, we also forgot about him uh, uh, in his intimate moment with James oh, Woods Hooker. that's right, yeah. What's her name? Tiffany? Kristen? Uh, Ka- Katrina. Katrina, yeah, yeah. Katrina. Yeah, uh, before he starts slicing everybody open, he the actually the very first person he see he finds is Katrina, and there is uh, an intimate scene with him and her, and Indeed. he bites her on the inside thigh and works his way up. Indeed. So she's been bitten by the vampire. Yeah. Um, and as James Woods or uh, wait, what's his name? In the, uh, Jack Crow. That's Jack right. Crow. Badass name, Jack Crow. Yeah. So Jack Crow and Montoya. Montoya, Montoya? yeah. Indigo uh, Montoya. <laughs> Indigo Montoya. Uh, they escape and they see Shirley kind of staggering, or I'm sorry, Katrina staggering <laughs> as they're running away. And he's like, "Wait, were you bit? Were you and bit?" He, and he does a great like, "Ew!" And yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's like "Screw this bitch, we're gone." And then has to like, "Oh wait, I can use you." Throws her yeah. over his shoulder. I don't. I love that scene. It was such a like. You are you okay? Oh, you've been bit. Ew. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. I have an idea. <laughs> I still have a use for you. Get in the back. Yeah. Um, and so they escape, and Valak is after them still. Yes, Valak the vampire. He's the strongest <laughs> vampire they've ever come across. He's a master's uh, master. They're driving down the freeway at full speed, and he's just chasing after him. Yeah. Uh, but he jumps into the back of their truck. James Woods pops him a few times in the head. He goes flying mm. off, and they drive off into the sunrise. Whereas, I don't know, maybe an hour later, all of a sudden there's randomly a car parked in the middle of the, the road. They yeah. veer off the road and basically flip their truck. Yeah, they roll the truck a couple times. Yeah. It's By a- the way, they both do act like they were in a car accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they both sustained head injuries in that rollover. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, they get set up in the... What was, the, the plaza hotel or something and oh before that they limp their way out to the gas station and oh, then right. they steal a caddy they steal a cadillac from a, a cameo from a director frank darabont yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at like that that has to be somebody right and then you looked it up and so <laughs> yeah he's like wait is that john carpenter the balding <laughs> guy with a mustache it very well could be in 98 you know <laughs> um, yeah uh, so jack crow sends montoya and Kristen? Katrina. Katrina. Why do I keep forgetting that? Send, uh, yeah, Montoya and Katrina to the Plaza Hotel. Well, he goes and checks something out. And he's like, wait for me to, like, you know, basically wait till I get there and then we'll figure out what we're doing. So they go to the hotel and she is slowly starting to become a vampire. She can feel her body dying around her. 
She also keeps waking up naked with a uh, with a Baldwin just like on top of her. Yeah, couple of times. Yeah, more I'd than, be pretty terrified. More than twice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Crow has gone to go see the Cardinal. Uh, but first, he has to bury his crew. Oh, and that's right. Well, blow roll, up, blow up the Sun God Motel. <laughs> roll number seven. You never bury a coworker alone. Except yeah. for these extenuating circumstances. Damn cats! <laughs> but yeah. uh, so yeah, he he goes through. He puts a stake through every single person's heart. S- not doesn't just decapitate them. Uh, smashes their heads in a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, well, and then yeah, proceeds to burn the entire hotel down. By the way, no I counted cops. nine cars in that parking lot. Well, yeah, because the sheriff was one of the guys murdered. Yeah. Yeah. So what, no other cops in town? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, after his partner got turned into a vampire and then crispy crittered. All right. I'm assuming. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's why he's willing it's to buy... It's in the director's cut. That, that's why he's willing to buy all the tequila and horrors uh, these guys want. <laughs> yeah, just d- dip into inventory back at the station, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So much cocaine! <laughs> so yeah, uh, the motel gets blown up. Oh, it's so good, too. <laughs> it is good. So much fun. By the way, James Woods is amazing in this. <laughs> he's so angry. <laughs> really is, yeah. It's he's one of those good characters where it's like you kind of root for him, but at the same time you realize he's just kind of a gruff asshole who he's a oh, loose he, cannon who gets his own results. <laughs> he's one hundred percent. You're rooting for him, one hundred percent. But you do not. You don't want to be his friend. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But he's the guy you hire. So yeah, so he goes to see the cardinal. And uh, he finds out, uh, and the Cardinal says they have orders to go back to Monterrey, California or Mexico, do you think? Yeah, I figured Mexico, but, you know, like, yeah, go to Monterrey, a little vacation at a and b yeah. yeah, we can, I can do Hang that. Hang out on the beach. Are, wait, are there <laughs> vampires there, or? <laughs> oh, you didn't realize the artist community and uh, Cannery Row, all vampires? That's <laughs> yeah. why everything closes at five, honey. <laughs> that explains the city of Carmel and that Eastwood was mayor there once. <laughs> Hmm. Bum, bum, <laughs> By the way, what if Clint Eastwood was a vampire in one of these movies? Oh my god. Oh. John Carpenter for that. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's vampires. The good, the bad, and the bloodthirsty. <laughs> Even paler writer. In, in the midnight, midnight in the garden of good and devil. <laughs> It's a sequel, guys. No, uh, uh, hello, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, um, oh, by the way, the Cardinal's played by uh, Maximilian Schell. Yeah. Uh, the Austrian gentleman from, uh, what was it, Deep Impact. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, we asked the obvious question, what other Austrian actor would we want playing the Cardinal? And <laughs> Oh, we had long debates. We reboot this movie. <laughs> There's another Austrian actor we could do, but if we reboot this movie... James Woods has to be the Cardinal. Yeah, that makes sense. It just, like, it, yeah, super meta. Yeah. I, I, I mean, hell, it. he could even be Crow as the, as the Cardinal. He's risen to the oh, ranks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jack Crow, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Oh, uh, spoiler alert, Jack Crow lives. <gasps> <laughs> I know, you were concerned. <laughs> uh, wait, the hero survives in a John Carpenter movie? Yeah, it happens from time to time. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. The Cardinal says, uh, "Turns out this is the the ultimate master. This is the vampire to start it all. He was created from um, a uh, an exorcism gone wrong of a priest, and uh, but he's only given the Crow part of the story. Oh, and by the way, here's a new young 
a new young padre to go with you. He's fresh from the Vatican, even though he has no accent whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but 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 he has a beard and longer hair than than most Americans. It's true. Know. He he does look like a hipster before yeah. hipsters were cool. Indeed, they go along, and that's basically that's where they have the little conversation uh, where he's <laughs> catching the padre up on. You know, he's got the book learning, but he doesn't have the street living. Uh, No, actually, that scene happens after he brings the Padre back to the hotel. But in the meantime, while they're heading back to the motel, Katrina starts feeling more and more vampiric. And she starts having visions from Valak. She can see the things he's doing and him killing the people. And so she decides she really can't handle all this. So she gets out on the ledge and uh, decides she's going to jump. But uh, Montoya can't let her jump. He can't. He can't let her die just yet. They still need her because she's going to have a psychic connection with Valak. And that's how they're going to hunt him down. So he drags her back in. They break a window. It's a whole big mess. He starts bleeding. And she's ravenous for his blood and bites his arm. Ah! Ah! <laughs> he goes in and lights his wound on fire. For yeah. some... I, I'm well, sure no, he cauterizes, cauterizes the wound. With yeah, his yeah. lighter. Yeah. By the way, he... I, I really appreciate uh, when they're injured in the, this movie. It's not like like Fast and Furious movies or anything where it's like pain don't hurt. Yeah, um, I know that's not from Fast and Furious, but whatever. <laughs> um, they he genuinely looked like he was lighting himself with a, oh, yeah, a yeah. with a lighter. Yeah, I was actually wondering like you know that's that might be like a thin layer of non-flammable plastic or something on his arm when he's got the lighter doing that. He's or, still pretty close to his fucking arm. Yeah, so if that heats up a little bit, that's going to heat up real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or so or he, he might just be method. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he wraps his arm up just in time for Crow to return with the new Padre. She starts having visions of Valak murdering a priest. So James Woods has a uh, little chat with our new our new Padre in in one of the back rooms and basically beats the living hell out of him until the new padre says uh the only guy who so there's this black cross that was used in valk's crucifixion and if he can get a hold of it he can switch from vampires only walking at night to them walking during the day and then he would be unstoppable because he'd get his powers from the sun and there's only one priest who knows the location of the black cross because it was lost for so long and it's the padre who was murdered Mm mm-hmm and uh, so they're on their way to go try and find it, find out what they can learn. The place he was murdered at and see if they can find Valak. And then that's where we get our... Did you get wood while I was beating you up? Little, <laughs> little mahogany? Little ebony? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with your father. <laughs> <laughs> nice little insight into his uh, asshole-ish neighbor, na- bleh, nature. <laughs> he has an asshole neighbor, too, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh my god, could you imagine being that guy's neighbor? (laughs) Turn the music down. You want to ask me again? (laughs) Hey, your fucking trash cans are in front of my house again. (laughs) (laughs) Blow it out your ass! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Is that a harpoon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, (laughs) Neighbors 3. John John Carpenter's neighbors. (laughs) No, all right. You do so, realize John Carpenter's neighbors would be like uh, the 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 house at the end of the street or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Wait, didn't he direct one of those? I think he like did. the last house on the left or something like that. Yeah, I think he did one of those, or he did something that was essentially that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I love John Carpenter. Such. Uh, such so yeah, guess. so they go to this little Mexican, basically mission yeah. where these 
fathers have been slaughtered. Yeah. Like, blood running out the fountain in the whole nine yards. And uh, Valak has collected a group of masters. He's got seven masters, plus a bunch of goons. They just miss all Valak and the masters at the mission. Yeah. They go to a, the little town of, like... San Miguel. San Miguel or, or yeah. something. Yeah, and Katrina can see them, and she says, Oh, we missed them. He's already got the cross. He's waiting for us in San Miguel, where they're inside an abandoned hospital. <laughs> Do, 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 Wait, do, do, do. was it a hospital? I thought it was a hospital. it was a prison. Yeah, mm. hospital or prison. I don't know. Mm. Facility. They're Indeed. inside a, a facility. <laughs> Set up there again, like checking it out, and they realize, all right, what we got to do is we have to have someone go down the elevator. Oh, that's right. They have to kill the two people up front that are basically running guard duty. Do it mm-hmm. quietly. Yeah. <laughs> quietly as in... Screaming, bunch of ass kicking, breaking down walls and stuff like that, and then dragging them into the sun so they start on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, to lure them out, they have to have someone basically go down the elevator as bait, mm-hmm. bring them back up, hook them. <laughs> somebody's got to work the somebody's got to work the uh, the crossbow, and then somebody they um, they're realizing that the winch on the jeep is not strong enough for Valak, so they actually have to tie it to the chassis of the jeep, and somebody's got to drive. Turns out, Padre, they want Padre to drive, but he can't drive a stick. <laughs> and he also doesn't know how to operate a uh, crossbow. <laughs> Point shoot. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, but he played soccer. Yeah, he sure did. So he's pretty quick. Yep, so guess who ends up being bait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he goes down there, and of course it's dark and ominous. And mm-hmm. there's noises, but can't really see anyone. So he steps out of the elevator, and he sees movement in the darkness, <gasps> and he steps closer. What's that? And closer. James Woods is upstairs watching one a video monitor going, Get back in the elevator, you <laughs> asshole! <laughs> uh, and then and then someone pops out. <laughs> she runs back into the elevator, vampire right on his heels. Battling, they running around the elevator. The Padre jumps up and jumps... Out the elevator top part. I don't know what it's called. The chute, the trapdoor. There's a battle on top of the elevator as it's rising up. James Woods is ready and poised with his... Um, crossbow. Crossbow. The elevator doors open. James Woods hears the battle ensuing up, up top. He runs into the elevator. Did he... No, he sets his crossbow down for some reason. Yeah. And runs towards the elevator. Uh, the Padre jumps down. There's another battle ensuing. Why did he set it down? Yeah, I'm trying to remember... I think I think he sat down because he was watching on like the closed caption TV, and he was like mm-hmm. running over to help, but like forgot uh, forgot to grab yeah. the crossbow for some reason, or yeah, there's something yeah, stupid but like whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah. Basically, uh, they they end up uh, harpooning this guy. Montoya drags him out, kills a vampire, not not Valak. So yeah. they got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, keep driving him out. Uh, they even said there was what like six or seven. There were seven masters. masters. Down there. Yeah. Yes, and then in addition to Valak. But yeah, so they get they get at least two masters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it's with the second one they cause such a loud ruckus and well, sun, the, the sun starts to go down, so they yeah, they yeah, that's right. They know they can't kill a master at night because they're way more powerful. So they need to load up and get the fuck out of town. Also, Katrina is starting to really feel the effects of the vampirism. Yeah, she's definitely starting to turn. Because they get five days right before they're fully turned. They were Some, saying yeah, something like and that. And yeah, she's like four days in. 
yeah, so they, they start to load up. Montoya and Ka- has Katrina basically tied to his Jeep. <laughs> and uh, they start to pull out just as James Woods and the Padre uh, are starting to load up into the tank, basically. And out comes Valak. <sighs> yeah, Montoya gonna... drives off. Uh, James Wood gets, like, pimp slapped across the street. Yeah, pretty much. He keeps, like, trying to, like, uh, aim his crossbow and all that. But but he's basically just getting the shit beat out of him. He tells uh, yeah. he, he tells the Padre to run, and the Padre runs and hides. Nobody seems to even notice he ran off because everybody's like, Oh, good. We have, you know, we have one of the hunters with yeah, us. Jack Crow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. The masters tie him up. They don't kill him immediately for some reason. Oh, they put him up on the cross. <laughs> oh, not yet. He's all tied what? up uh, first just on the ground when in oh, comes yeah, yeah. the cardinal. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out the cardinal has lost his faith in God and is afraid of death. And Valet can o- offer him the one thing that uh, the church cannot, eternal life. Immortality. Yeah. So they have to complete Valak's ceremony with the Black Cross so that Valak can walk during the sun. It's supposed to reverse his powers, which makes me wonder, so does that mean he bursts into flames at night? Mayhaps. If it's reversing his powers? And I want to see that movie. Yeah, right. Vampires that burst into flame when it's Don't dark. Don't go in the dark. <laughs> ah! Wait, have to, the fire oh, illuminates the room. That means I should stop burning, right? Ah! <laughs> oh my god, we're losing power! Get the back! Uh, worst vampire movie ever (laughs) i think it could be well done it could be it won't be but Uh, but yeah so uh so for the ceremony they need to sacrifice one of the hunters they need a church official to be officiating and they need the black cross Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Montoya is going to try and go get Katrina somewhere safe so he can go back and save Crow when Katrina breaks free of her bonds and goes right for his throat. Ah! Which, yeah, I that, wonder, he makes it, all right, yeah, Montoya he, is supposed to be, like, basically number two. He's the second most experienced guy. Yeah. He makes some serious fucking mistakes during Oh, major. This. And, and, well, that one, he's like... He, he basically, like, doesn't even acknowledge that she's doing anything until she's already a good three Mississippi into sucking blood out of his neck. Now see that, because later there's <laughs> he, some comments well, that make me driving, think. But yeah. So so later there's a comment that makes me think when she first bit him, from then on he's kind of under her thrall. Like, okay. yeah. Because he, he suddenly is in love with her, and I think it's because she bit him that's part of the, like, you know, she's his master now. Oh, okay. That's what I think, because later there's a conversation between Montoya and Crow. Yeah, later there's a conversation between Montoya and Crow where Crow goes, you know, how, you know, how long ago did she bite you? And he's like, he he bit... Two two days ago or whatever it was. It was was. four days. Oh. Or three days. Three days. Uh, And I still stuck by your side, which kind of, I don't know, that, that said to me, like, oh, he's under her power. She's not as powerful as she should be because she's still transforming but even though he's being lured into this dark side because now he's becoming one of them he he still has enough of himself to stay with crow and be crow's backup okay i'll buy that so my thing is so that's why i think like at this point i give that away earlier when she first bit him and he knows she's turning into a vampire and he's like look at this you cut me that was fucking stupid yeah how do you stay alive doing that shit well 
Not very long. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, she sucks his blood and returns to uh, to the group and is covered in like when she walks oh up gosh. and is covered in blood and giggling and James Woods has a look on his face. He knows his buddy's dead at this point. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm fucked now. They begin the ceremony when all of a sudden the Padre appears the on young, the roof of one of the cars. The young Padre. Young Padre. Yeah. And uh, he's got. He has the harpoon, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got the harpoon. Yeah, they don't give a shit about a machine gun. Yeah, yeah, he's got the the harpoon, and he's got it uh, pointed at Valak, and he's like, "Let you know, let let Crow go," and uh, and they're like, "No, go ahead and kill him. We need to spill his blood anyway." <laughs> so instead, he shoots. Uh, oh no, no, he's got a shotgun. That's right, he's got the shotgun. That's, that's right, because right. he's like, yes. "Yeah, Neil, come down here and do this thing for us anyway." Like, because no, he kills, because he kills the cardinal. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. like, "Now you, you know, let him go, because now you can't complete the ceremony. You don't have a member of the church." And uh, Valak's like, "Then you come down here and do it." And so he turns the shotgun on himself, and he's like, "Fuck no!" And of course, James was like, "Yeah, do it. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck, fuck those vampires. Them. Blow your head off." <laughs> so Valak grabs a torch and starts holding it right at James Wood's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And James was like, "Come on, Padre, do something. My nuts are roasting here." <laughs> I love how crass he is with the members of the church. I yeah. won't lie; that might be one of the reasons I fucking love this movie because <laughs> he's just—he's such a strong character, and everything he does in this movie is to his character. Yeah. Yeah, Do we want to totally blow the end of this movie, or... Let's not. Okay. I mean, we already blew the fact that James Wood survives, but how, and in what form? I know. I think you can tell from both of us, we would recommend this movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The fact that I've been screaming half this episode, just... <laughs> yeah, James Woods! Fuck the Padre! No, wait, wait, what? <laughs> James Woods just took him from behind and... Ah! <laughs> Game one four, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> he also has a great line about a way he wants to kill Valak that I don't know if it's a feasible way of killing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he wants to get a wooden stake and cram it all the way up his ass. Yeah, and it's like that's that's one of the tougher ways to get to his heart. <laughs> but I mean, if, if he got enough force, I guess it's plausible. No, see, you do that, and the vampire is so uncomfortable he kills himself. Exactly. <laughs> He just turns it on himself. He goes, uh, oh my god, what's the Japanese? The Momogachi? Whatever. The, oh, yes, he falls on his own sword. Hachimori? I don't ter- remember teriyaki. what it's called. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Gadgetor>. <laughs> oh, we're awful. Yeah, they want to fall on their own sword. Coming next month, Stephen Izzy, go to Japan oh. to perform teriyaki. <laughs> Anyway. That's right, folks, though. We're going to go to Japan. Oh, you guys are in for a treat next oh. month, let me tell you. Uh, well, All right. We need another beer. We do need another beer. Alrighty, So we got a nice little beer here. The Old Chico from Sierra Nevada. Ooh. Old Chico Wheat is our light offering. Uh, this filtered beer is brewed with malted wheat and barley, leaving it light-bodied, refreshing, and wonderfully drinkable. We actually got this from the homeland in Chico, California, from Sierra Nevada Brewing. Went up there for Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest! Oh, we drank so many gallons of beer. So many. We ate so many pounds of meat. (laughs) Hey, they're the ones that were handing out whole turkey legs. Whole smoked turkey legs! But anyway, this is old Chico. Oh, Ah. my top! (laughs) All right. This one I'm not going to cry over. 
Oh, yeah. That's a nice beer. So, yeah, this is a filtered wheat beer. Yeah. So, uh, this is super, super clear. This is actually slightly lighter than our uh, Corona bullshit from earlier, I think. Yeah, that's like light straw color. Yeah, super light. Nice it's big white head. Yeah, like almost a white gold color with big white frothy head. Yeah, light, mm. light hot profile, especially nice by, well, by Sierra Nevada standards. Oh, yeah. Nice and malty. Steve's going in for the sip. Mm. Yeah, this yeah, is... it's a good, clean, full-bodied wheat beer. Yeah, if you're yeah, not a hop person, this is a great beer for you, I think. It's a little bit hoppier than other wheat beers, but it's got a really nice, clean profile. And you know what? This is something I just want to drink on a really hot summer's day. Yeah, exactly. Real crisp, refreshing... But it's actually got flavor behind it, and yeah, 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 I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So up next, a word from not our sponsors. <laughs> yes. While we finish off this beer, uh, enjoy some promos from some of our uh, favorite other podcasts. A word from the Moochers. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. And we'll be back soon. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hi, I'm Phil. <laughs> oh! Did someone, just, did someone just sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. Oh my god, this is this is rolling off the rails real quick. And I'm Dennis. I, I am so guys. mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron! Well, no, not Voltron. We are Useless Debates in Pop Culture, a weekly... Or we at least try to be. ...podcast that allows you to pick the winner. <laughs> ding, ding. ding. By no means the a lamp. internet strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer Ooh, role, Tombstone, Tombstone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Podbean and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. Alright, there we go. Thank God. <laughs> Alright, who's ready for some fun facts? 
fun facts are super fun facts because of fun, fun facts. Yeah, fun facts. First one, Chad Stahelski stars as male master number four. Who's he, Steve? Who's he, Steve? Uh, John Stahelski is the director of John Wick and John Wick Chapter 2. Woo! So he's one of the master vampires. Uh, when the film was first set up in the early 90s, uh, with Russell Mulcahy at the helm, that's the uh, director of Highlander, oh. uh, both Willem Dafoe and Dolph Lundgren were being eyed for the lead. Oh, what? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, by the way, I also forgot to mention, this is uh, during the opening credits, this is based on a novel, Vampires. But the S at the end of vampires is a dollar sign. Yes, and John Carpenter actually looked at two treatments of this film. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Alec Baldwin had briefly accepted the role of Montoya before declining it early into pre-production and passing it on to his brother Daniel. Hey. For this film, John Carpenter wanted to stay away from the stereotype of gothic vampires and wanted to make the vampires savage. And not being brooding loneliness in their existence, they're too busy ripping and tearing humans apart. Yeah. So, yeah. I also have a fun fact about this movie. What's that? So James Woods is notoriously difficult to work with. Uh, John Carpenter never had a problem with him, and apparently the two actually enjoyed working together because they set up a deal uh, before shooting that uh, James Woods would do one version of each take uh, John Carpenter's way as the script was written and John Carpenter would allow James Woods to do one improvised and John Carpenter loved Woods improvised scenes uh, quite a bit and used uh, apparently quite a bit of them it's not bad well that may also uh, lead into our uh, questions from our loyal listeners and podcasters oh questions uh, I love your questions guys they're <laughs> well, great well there was one on here that kind of goes with that uh, this comes from at king underscore of underscore bob king of bob at what point in his career did James Woods become a completely insufferable asshole? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what he's talking about either, but apparently he's notoriously difficult to work with. But you know what? I think Mr. James Woods should come on and defend these accusations and yeah. let us let us know what he's learned from movies. Uh, as far as I can tell, he's an amazing actor. And do you consider what do you consider insufferable asshole? I mean, on a scale of I don't know, let's go uh, Fonzie to um, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> where would you? I, my question for you, King of Bob, where does James Woods fall on that scale? <laughs> Henry Winkler to Gary Busey. <laughs> That's everything I learned from movies. Where we answer your questions with more questions. No. Next question comes from High Expectations Podcast at High X Podcast. If you had to, who would you rather make out with? Freddy, Pinhead, or Pennywise? Pinhead. Really? Yes. Interesting. I know physically it would be a little scrapey, yeah, but of, a claws of all of those spikes. characters, Pinhead's not, at least in the first one, he's not out and out evil. He's setting up a game. If you open up the box, you're entered into the game, and you have a chance to win. So you have a higher chance. That I, I feel like he's got more of a soul than some of the other characters. Interesting. Pennywise is going to eat you. He's he's a creature that yeah, eats Pen for food. Pennywise. I mean, there's the clown makeup, and then there's yeah. the, there's the those teeth. rows of teeth, yeah. multiple rows of teeth. I got to go with Freddy on this one. You're gonna make out with Freddy? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's got scars, but deep down, there's just a child killer in there and you know sometimes you just see pinhead's know. not a pedophile 
No. No. Oh, no. Yeah. No. I don't know. He grabs a lot of kids. No. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I don't want to think about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to go with Freddy on this one. And at the very least, he'll make me laugh. There you go. We got you. You would team up with Freddy, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, check out this gif. La, 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 yeah, la, la, la. Some sexy <laughs> gifts going on. Check out those gifts, guys. Uh, ooh, basement condition. At B meant condition guest on our show and we've been a guest on theirs yeah if you could only watch movies made by the same director for the rest of your life which director do you choose Ooh, i think i know your answer on this one yeah you probably do um so when you're you do this you have to think about the physical amount of movies they've created indeed and you have to think about the watchability of those movies because you're going to be watching them multiple times in a row um for me, I'm going to go with John Carpenter only because a bunch of my favorite films are by John Carpenter. I can watch his movies over and over and over again, as I've done with Big Trouble in Little China. As we have done, yes. As we have done. <laughs> and I'm entertained every time. And I often see things that I didn't notice before. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely layers to it. That's, that's a good choice. It's one of those things where it's like, I like to say something classy like Alfred Hitchcock. Because he has Hitchcock's a, good a, one. That's a huge of volume. hundreds and hundreds of shows. And then I start thinking, how many of those have I actually seen? <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, a dozen. But, you know, he has all the Alfred Hitchcock hours. Uh, all the ones done in like the 30s and 40s up yeah. until, I assume, three months after his death. Hey, no. <laughs> I mean, we've seen some of the classics, like The Lady Vanishes and Rope. Yeah. Oh, I love Rope. I Rope, love so good. Movie. Hey, Lady Vanishes is amazing, too. You know what? I would say Alfred Hitchcock, because then I know I'd at least be getting hundreds of new experiences watching them. That's true. Yeah. I like it. That's a that's a good, solid one. Yeah. It's not Tarantino? <laughs> Tarantino, I mean, I, I have seen many of his movies dozens of times. <laughs> uh, but there's, what, eight of them? Eight or nine, yeah. depending on You're whether right. you, you don't cancel have a Kill Bill volume. or whatever. I mean, I can do that in a weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> true, true. No Spiely? No, that's true. Uh, Spielberg is very hit or miss uh, for It's me. true. Like, you have some really good classics, but then once you've seen those and have tired of them, you're stuck with AI. <laughs> oh. Actually, our uh, one of our next questions on here comes from uh, this fight. Sci-Fi Drive-In Podcast at SFDFDI Pod. Um, HBO is releasing a documentary on Spielberg tonight. What is your favorite and most hated Spielberg movie? Is it, does it, is it one movie that's a favorite and most hated or a favorite and then a most hated? Yeah, yes, it's called Lost World. No, I, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that fits that, that you love that it's a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> and that it's Lost World. <laughs> I don't know. Jurassic 3, you got Tay Leone. We that, had this debate. Spielberg didn't do that, had nothing to do with that one. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. No, that was uh, Joe Johnston or something. Yeah, yeah. It was Alrighty. somebody else. Alrighty, he gets off the hook this time. Yeah. Well, I know. I think I know both of our most hated. What's that? As mentioned, AI is a piece of flaming garbage. AI is pretty bad. I, I did not care for it. I think it. that's the least watchable Spielberg movie. Like, I no. cringe when I watch that no, movie. No, least watchable is Schindler's List. You have to be in a mood for that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those but movies you watch crafted. once and then immediately try to burn out of your brain. <laughs> Ooh, don't actually, don't mix up those tapes with the sound of music tapes. That movie gets <laughs> those movies get the, weird. I didn't like the terminal either. That was just me though. Oh, I don't think I even saw that. Yeah, 
You know but, what movie uh, I do like that takes place in a terminal? Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, fa- favorite Spielberg movie. What's your favorite Spielberg movie? Spielberg has a bunch of amazing movies. We all know that I love Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park's definitely got to be up there. Um, one hundred percent is in is up there. But I am gonna go with I think my favorite Spielberg movie is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't talk about it often. That's a good one. But I love that movie. I'm gonna pick a wild horse here. Mm-hmm. No, not War Horse. <laughs> uh, just, just a wild card one out here. I'm gonna say Munich. Oh. I I like a good vengeance movie. Yeah, and Jewish vengeance, but with <laughs> with the Hulk uh, as an Israeli special operative or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It really All is. Right. If you haven't seen Munich, go check it out. So you like that more than Jurassic Park? Uh, I mean, and... the, the easy choice is Jurassic Park. I mean, uh, Raiders Edward of the Lost Ark. Hands. Yeah, that was Tim Burton. Oh, but... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, the, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, do you like him more? Do you like it more than Land Before Time? Speedy was attached to that project. Was he didn't direct that though? But he was attached to it. It's one of his projects. He's produced a bunch of things. I think we're getting off topic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. One last question here. Uh, what else we got? Oh, from the More Gooder Than podcast at more NGT Podcast. Uh, fitting for this episode. Have you ever fired a crossbow? Let me think. I know I fired a longbow and a compound bow. You know, I don't think I fired a crossbow. How really? about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my dad <laughs> Holy was big. Holy shit, really? My dad was big in the bow hunting. That's uh, amazing. I think we have his uh, compound bows. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we still got his crossbow, uh, uh, my brother's. Do you have to have a crossbow registered? Don't you have to have them registered? I don't think so. I think that's the only reason why Felicia doesn't have one. We, Shout out to do, Flea! Do, do I need to cut this out, just in case? <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, yeah, probably do. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll have to find out if I ever want to fire it again. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Compound bows are amazing. Long bows are a pain in the ass. It's it's all the awesomeness of firing a gun, but then just hearing... <laughs> <laughs> there is something about an arrow going through the air that is a wicked sound. <laughs> yes! I just can't. <laughs> Take that, Robin Hood. Uh, so we got uh, one more beer. Hey, what's our hey. last beer? This one comes to us in a growler from Benoit Casper. Ooh. Yeah. Now we lost a beer from them. We did. Uh, during our last episode, the best episode we ever recorded that you'll never hear. <laughs> that was our Killer Clowns from Outer Space episode, <laughs> Lost Forever. But uh, yeah, Benoit Casper Brewing. They're here in Richmond, California. This is their export stout, 8.7%. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to get the tape off this puppy. Uh, excuse me in my pocket knife. Because, yeah, I'm that chick. I carry my pocket knife. And she's never fired a crossbow. I know. <laughs> My family weren't bow hunters. Don't worry. Once we get that legally registered, we'll change that. Yay! My family weren't hunters. My family didn't really have any of that stuff. My dad had some guns. My grandfather had some guns. I didn't do bow hunting, or I didn't do bows until high school when uh, I met my wonderful friend Flea, who was a bow hunter for deer, and... Yeah, she got me all trying all kinds of cool then stuff. Then how did you top off your presents if you'd never done bows? <laughs> yeah. You know I'm a terrible rapper. All right. Get ready for the pop. Oh, Woo! oh shit. That's full. That is full. 
Well, it's all over uh, the blanket now. Yay! It's like it needs to be washed. <laughs> here in anyway. the blanket here in Podcast Studios, aka the boudoir. Alright. Oh, this is a black oh stout. Oh my god, that looks delicious. Oh, I think it just came a little. Here you go, honey. It looks thick and dark. Does light even penetrate that? I am holding it next to light, and no, not even no <laughs> scooch. Yeah. Wow. This is very dark. Very aromatic. Very mm. sexual. <laughs> wow. You know what they say, once you go black, you never go back. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's covered oh. in... He has that, that creaminess covering his face, Fuck, dripping is, down. That is delicious. Oh. Uh, we'll yeah, stick my dick is, in it. <laughs> it was like stick in you. <laughs> uh, beer, by which I mean it's very rich. Uh, chocolatey, velvety. This beer is pitch black and with a dark khaki cover. The it. color of this head is darker than most beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's got a very, oh, very yeah, pleasant velvety mouthfeel. Good all yeah. the way down. Mm-hmm. This definitely tastes like like coffee and dark chocolate. It's smooth. It's creamy. This is an excellently crafted beer. Good job, Benoit Caspel. Indeed. Uh, export stout. Yeah, if export you find stout. yourself in the Bay Area, hunt yourself down some Benoit Casper. I actually have yet to try anything of theirs I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, they got a good variety, too. Mm-hmm. So, sweetie, what did we learn from John Carpenter's Vampires? Uh, that James Woods is going to cram a steak all the way up Valak's ass. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, honey? What did you learn? Learn that, uh... I tell. <laughs> <laughs> these vampires the vampires aren't... aren't romantic. They're not these faggy little guys <laughs> running around. In black lace and... <laughs> <laughs> like something out of Hot Topic. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Do we need to end this episode with that song, uh, Hot Topic is Not Punk Rock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, should probably end it with some John Carpenter music. The boom, 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 boom. Oh my god, the theme song for this movie. Yes. It's pretty All good. All of the yes. It's John Carpenter meets like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Meets like <laughs> like a western. Yeah, like a lot of his movies. It's got that western feel to it. John Carpenter... We love your movies. Please come on our podcast. Oh, John Carpenter, <laughs> I love you so much. I love you so much. Please knock that off my bucket list of people I need to meet before they pass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Honey, I got this uh, stout dripping down my neck because it spattered. Do you want to come lick it off? <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment 
action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 